At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to day two of our new edition of My Guys in the Desert. Stormy Bon and Tony here live at Circa Resort and Casino. Got plenty to get to today. Obviously, a huge Monday night football game last night. We're going to have Jeff Schwartz join us, Johnny Avello of DraftKings, and Adam Hill, Raiders beat reporter for the Las Vegas Review Journal. Um, but before we get into all of our guests, we got to get to our top five right off the top. And you know, number one is got to be that Raiders win. Straight up, the dogs win again, 33-27 to 27, if you had the Raiders plus four. Like, I know a number of people on this network gave you yesterday. You were sweating it out, but you were feeling pretty good. I, I kept on saying that Monday night football game was more drunk and wild than Raider Nation at Allegiant Stadium the first time a packed house there. It, it was just so much fun. And it had you going through the entire range of emotions, especially once you got to overtime. Raiders got the ball first. Everybody thinks Brian Edwards scores. The hysterics ensue. But then, nope. Hey, get off the field. Everybody chill out. No, no, no. Step it back at the one-yard line. Derek Carr can't get it in. Then you have the false start. Pushed back again. Intercepted. You're just like, no, it can't happen like this. I think my best quote of the entire post game afterwards was John Gruden. He said, I felt like I died and woke up and died again. And I was like a cat. I had multiple lives tonight. You and us all, coach. Ninth underdog week one to win straight up. 12 and 4 against the spread. And uh, if you're one of those people that likes in game and you believed in the Raiders the whole way, plus 250, up to plus 600 money line in game. And one undeniable reason for me the Raiders won was just resilience. No quit as a team from start to finish. I mean, look at how brutal Derek Carr and that offense were early on in the game. 0 for 6 for him in the first quarter. And then ended up with, I want to say, yeah, 435 yards, two touchdowns. That supporting cast really turned it on late. I mean, Brian Edwards didn't have his first touch until that final drive. Raiders this week coming up, plus five and a half at the Steelers. I tend to believe in avoiding teams that go to overtime, but we'll just we'll we'll get into that later with some of our guests. Number two, Lamar Jackson is still a puzzle in the best and worst ways, though. For opposing defenses, he's hard to figure out because of his mobility, that X factor. He can take off and make something out of nothing. But it also can get him into a lot of trouble with we saw the two fumbles. He said afterwards it ticks him off. He hates turnovers. The first time in a season opening game that he has had one. 230 pass yards on the day. 86 rushing yards. Both going over his props. And a touchdown. Ravens still second best odds to win the division at plus 180. 
And uh, even Patrick Mahomes was watching this one, keeping an eye on their next opponent. He tweeted, bro, what's going on? He couldn't believe it. Look at that. If you see it on our screen, even LeBron James replied to that with a bunch of cry faces. Nobody knew it was happening. KC opened a minus three favorite at Baltimore next week. Line right now has only moved to about three and a half, but it has moved total up to 55. Number three. Moving away from Monday Night Football, uh, unfortunate news here from Adam Schefter reporting that the Saints have had a handful of offensive coaches test positive for COVID, calling into question their status for Sunday's game at Carolina. According to them, it's eight coaches, a nutritionist, and one player, but as one Saint source said, will be just fine. That's scary, though. Saints, of course, fresh off that huge upset over Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, 38-3. to And the worry here is, of course, that trickle-down effect with contact tracing. Who's affected? Uh, Saints will release their practice participation report tomorrow, so we'll have a little bit more insight. Sean Payton did say over the summertime that all of his personnel staff was vaccinated, so that means if somebody is asymptomatic, they'll only have two consecutive tests 24 hours apart that have to be negative for them to return unvaccinated. We already know is a 10-day thing. More news with the Saints as well. Center Eric McCoy is out with a calf. Uh, So that could be a big issue for Winston and Kamara. Saints minus four, but down to most places, three and a half at Carolina. It opened to pick them. So that just goes to show how much they showed out against the Packers. Number three, Washington isn't looking to add a quarterback. Number four, excuse me. I'm I'm not good at counting. This is my top five and I can't count. Washington isn't looking to add a quarterback, so that's bad news for our guy Cam Newton. Cammy Cam, as they call him, that's the first name that everybody thinks about when it comes to this situation. Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course, went down. He's out six to eight weeks with a hip. But Ron Rivera said they're not planning to look at any outside quarterbacks. We saw the odds up there at DraftKings that Washington is still the favorite at plus 250. Texans there also another understandable number two. But my question is, if not now in Washington for Cam Newton, Where's he going to go? What's going to happen? Is, is Cam Newton really done? Because as he said himself, his aura doesn't really work particularly well for a backup. He thinks that's what's cost him a job with the Patriots. It's a hard situation for me because you look at their relationship with Ron Rivera. They were together nine years. They went to a Super Bowl together, and he's even saying no. So what does that mean for other coaches down the line that are looking to him? Obviously, he had a tough year last year, eight touchdowns. 10 interceptions, got beat out by a rookie, a good rookie, obviously, and Mac Jones just won a national championship, but a rookie nonetheless. Cam, by the way, also knows Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen pretty well from their time at Carolina. Last one here, number five, 49ers running back Raheem Mostert announced on Twitter today that he's going to be having season-ending injury to repair, uh, surgery rather, to repair his knee. Initial reports had Mostert on the IR, thought that he would maybe miss around eight weeks. So this is a big blow to that running back core. He did write in his post, though, that he felt after further consultation with the doctors, this was his best course of action to come back, quote, 110%. So I know we're hoping that for him. He also said he was gutted. And I don't blame him. In his career, he's been pretty injury riddled. He missed eight games last year, missed a little bit of OTAs this year with an injury. 15 games missed over the last four seasons and now a full season. Fortunately, uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell showed up and showed out week one, but who knows moving forward. Also another injury, as we mentioned yesterday, Jason Barrett, cornerback, out with a torn ACL. All right, time now to welcome in our first guest of the show, Jeff Schwartz, former eight-year NFL offensive lineman, host of Pac-12 Today. You can catch him on NFL Radio, Fox Sports, and the Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You podcast. Jeff, you have so many jobs. I thought I had a lot of jobs. How do you handle all this while also being like the best Twitter follow online? Well, the best Twitter follow online is obviously the most important thing here, but um, I don't know. I just like working. I don't like having anything to do. I just think that's boring. And so I just, I like to work. And, um, you know, today's a, a pretty free day. I get to kind of prepare for the rest of the week. And then um, it gets pretty wild as the week goes on. But it's, it's a far cry from uh doing Colin Pee Wee football games once a month for the <laughs> Panthers TV network. I love that you brought that up, Jeff. We actually have a picture here. I'm sad that you're over the phone so you can't see it, but I gave this to our producer. Jeff and I met 
covering Pop Warner Little Panthers in Charlotte, North Carolina for the Carolina Panthers, of course. Um, so that's how our connection goes. But it's good to see you and link up. Thanks for doing this. Um, I, I know you're on to bigger and better than Pee Wee football, of course. Uh, but what was your just initial reaction to the Monday night football game yesterday? You were tweeting up a storm. That's why I bring it up. And it was a ton of fun and a lot of anxiety for those on the betting side. Yeah, well, look, um, I, I didn't have any action on that game. I, I, you know, I, I was leaning heavily Baltimore, but then you watched them in the preseason with all the injuries they had. And I just was unsure about the offensive line. You know, the offensive line proved to be a big concern for Baltimore moving forward. And, and my takeaway from this game was less that the Raiders won the game more than Baltimore lost the game. There were some odd coaching decisions um, for Baltimore, right? They, they get in a field goal range at the end of the game and then just run the ball three times and kick a field goal. Like, I know that's not going to be good at all, but a 50-yard field goal, you had plenty of time to try to move the ball down the field to score a touchdown, and you have to trust your, your offense to get that done. And then they played a really odd defense. Like, it, it, like they just let – they rushed three. They had two guys spying and played man coverage, and Carr had all day to throw the ball, uh, and they made him pay, obviously. And, and it took them two plays to go down the field with no timeouts, getting field goal range to, uh, to tie the game. And obviously, they live and die by, by zero pressure at the end, as they always do. And this week they played Kansas City, and – I think Kansas City has not covered but once against Baltimore, even though they've they've actually been fairly blow you know, big blowouts. The Chiefs are about thirty to ten two years ago and one by three. I mean, just kind of the Chiefs at times don't finish games very well, but I don't know how they, they keep close with Kansas City if they're not their offensive line is not as good and then defensively they're gonna keep running zero pressure and zero pressure um, against good quarterbacks gets you gets you killed. And we saw last night it's how the game ended. Uh, and Pat Mahomes has eaten that up now for years. So uh, I, I mean, I know it's at like four now. I, I got the Chiefs at, at two and a half uh, mm -hmm. Sunday night, so I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> there you go. Um, but but like I just I think I think the Chiefs handle business on Sunday night. Yeah, I like the Chiefs as well, and I, I'm kind of curious your thoughts on just this philosophically in terms of using a team that is just played an overtime game. Like, in general, it's a short week. They just played an overtime game. That's That takes a lot out of guys, I feel like I've noticed, and emotional. I get hesitant to want to bet on whether it was the Raiders or the Ravens or, you know, whether my uh, Minnesota or whoever had an overtime game this week. I, I hesitate to bet on them again the next week because of that situation, how much is taken out of them. From the player's perspective, Do you did you ever feel that? Um, I I don't. I never had an overtime game that, you know, then, like, I had a short week and fly across the country. You know, they, 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 they lost the game, right, which is a bummer. They played overtime. Now they have to fly across the country back home. You know, today is a day that you have to basically review the game plus get ready for next week, and then tomorrow you're back at it. I mean, you, you know, maybe you, you take off tomorrow, um, but you're right back at it. It's early in the season enough to where I do not – know if it matters too much. Mm -hmm. If this is later in the year, maybe I feel differently. Um, but I, I'm not as concerned early in the year that they play an overtime game and now week two. But the problem is their opponent's really good. And, and yep. I, you need extra time to prepare for the Chiefs. Yeah, no question. Hey, Jeff, stick around. We're going to have more from you talking a little college football and get a little bit more NFL look ahead to week two here in just a little bit. Uh, remember, folks, Odds Trader, you can download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sportsbooks, access injury reports, in game action, and so much more. Go to OddsTrader.com. Again, we'll have more with Jeff Schwartz on the other side and get his reaction to the Clay Helton firing. Stay with us on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 a month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe as we welcome you back here to my guys in the desert. Stormy by and Tony alongside right now Jeff Schwartz as we welcome you back in, former eight-year veteran in the NFL and the offensive line also does a great job covering the Pac-12 and I wanted to get your reaction Jeff just right off the top obviously the news coming down yesterday of USC's head coach Clay Helton getting fired and Michael Lombardi on the show yesterday said you could make a 30 for 30 documentary for how Helton has avoided this day for so long he was one loss away and it finally happened yeah I mean look it was very clear that they wanted to do this Probably this offseason, but just it wasn't uh, the time just wasn't right. You know, something that's not considered, I think, when we talk about some of these hires is what's happening outside the program, right? USC was going through, and we're still is going through, um, you know, some things on the academic side with that scandal. There's been uh, other things occurring at USC, and, and like there's, there's just it's not been the time is not going to have been right. And Clay Helm was kind of a stabilizing force in the athletic department, right? USC was coming off some sanctions and. He just stabilized him. He knew what you were getting with Clay. Clay's the nicest human of all time. He is a fantastic, wonderful man. And But in the end, right, USC is, demands winning, and they were not winning. And, and every article you've, you've heard or, or talked about since then is all about, you know, the accountability factor and how there just wasn't much in his program. So um, it made sense after that loss. That was, I mean, they were 17-and-a-half-point favorites. And if you watch Stanford against Kansas State, I mean – they looked like they didn't know how to play football. And they came out against USC and 85-yard touchdown run, a pick six, and, and Tanner McKee looked like you know, he was kind of the five-star that he was supposed to be. I mean, it was incredible to see how quickly Stanford scored or just kept it on USC. And you know, the apathy from the program and fans, I think, drove Mike Bone, uh, the AD, kind of nuts. And so, you know, I, I, firing him now, firing him in, you know, in December, I don't think it matters. Uh, the coaching you know, search will start now, I guess. But again, I mean, uh, maybe handshake agreements happen now, but nothing's going to happen until probably January. Well, yeah, so that was my biggest question was the timing because you talked about, you know, the timing not always being right. But this offseason, I feel like you it would have been more valuable to have let him go this offseason if you felt a certain way versus starting the year off with all of this expectation and then he loses one game. Granted, it's a, it's a horrible loss, as you said, 17.5-point favorites, and they lose outright badly, and they play an awful game against Stanford. But still, firing your coach after the second game in the, uh, of the season when you're ranked 14th in the country just seems a little bit odd timing-wise. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I think that they want to salvage their season, right? They have some talent, right? Keaton Slovis, I don't know how good he'll be as a pro, but, you know, he's looked at the first-round draft pick. Drake London is a possible first-round draft pick on, you know, wide receiver. Drake Jackson on the defensive line is most assuredly a first-round draft pick. They have talent there, and, 
you know, they, they went to Dante Williams, who's their best recruiter, and, you know, he's younger, energetic, um, and, I mean, more fiery. And I think they just want to try to salvage their season. I don't know what, what they'll be able to salvage. I know they're – I think they're eight and a half point favorites in, in the Palouse this weekend. I kind of like I kind of like USC beforehand. I mean, Washington State is atrocious, um, and now coming off uh, a firing, you know, the team might be a little more fired up. Um, you know, want to you know when, when someone gets fired, even though it might not directly affect you as a player, you, you do feel like there's this heightened sense of oh, am I next, right? And I don't call it. You don't really you can't cut players per se. I mean, coaches ask guys to leave all the time, but. There's a sense of like I need to perform better because I'm next. I could be next if I don't perform well enough. So, I think we'll see USC with a with a renewed um, kind of fire this weekend mm-hmm. up at Washington State. Yeah, minus eight and a half favorites there at Washington State, and I. Won't bore you with any more USC stuff because I know you're just burning to talk about the Oregon Ducks. How about that 35-28 upset win over Ohio State, now ranked four in the country? Just just talk about the win. Just do it. Tell me about the Ducks. Oh, it was it was so uh, it, you know the thing about it is is you know I waited my entire like, lifetime and I I you know I've, I grew up a UCLA fan so I you know became an Oregon obviously fan when I went there in 2004. But we just haven't won these games. And our Pac-12 conference just hasn't won these games, right? I mean, we have, as a conference, just been dragged, and rightfully so, for losing big games and not beating big opponents. And I'm not sure Ohio State is, is as good as they've been in the past, but it doesn't matter to me, right? We went on the road, down our best player, down multiple linebackers, down some secondary players, with a quarterback. And look, Anthony Brown is good, but he's not as good as C.J. Stroud, I don't think, uh, especially as a passer. And we went in there, we bullied them, right? We bullied them in the trenches. We were more physical on defense. And the most important thing out of this is that we're now in the playoff hunt. We have a tiebreaker over Ohio State. If we're tied, if we're 12-1, and they're 12-1, and guess who's going? We're going, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't expect us to run the table in the Pac-12. I, I, I wish I could say with confidence we would, but no one has been undefeated since the league expanded to 12 teams. The last team to go undefeated was Oregon in 10, but that was you know with the old schedule. So, um, Oregon still has all their tough games on the road. Washington is struggling, but, you know, it's a rivalry game. Utah, Stanford, um, all on the road. And um, UCLA, by the way, October 23rd in the Rose Bowl now becomes a much bigger game. So I'm just excited that, you know, we, we got some validation for what Mario Cristobal is building. And the best part, the best, best part of all this is that we're supposed to be better next season. Like next year is supposed to be the year that everyone kind of pinpointed, well, four straight years of top 10 recruiting classes, we have a five-star quarterback ready to play, and like next year is the year where you know it's kind of this this title aspirations. If, if Alabama uh, were to fall off the uh, the map for mm-hmm. some odd reason, um, that we feel comfortable winning a championship. Yeah, sounds like a lot of optimism for the Oregon Ducks for sure. It's actually with you talking about their schedule, kind of unfortunate. I feel like that they've got Stony Brook this week. You have this massive win over a top five opponent, and then you go play Stony Brook. That is off the board right now, but realistically, by how many points are they going to win this game? So here's the thing. Oregon is terrible at covering home under Mario Cristobal. He's won 17 of 18 home games. He's covered five of, this, of the 18. He's not, he did not cover at home. And this is you know, one of the reasons I was optimistic about Oregon's chances to, to just keep to cover against Ohio State. I was looking at that first. It was 14 and a half, 15 points. Was Oregon tends to play a little bit down at times to opponents, and then they play very up to opponents. Like, they're up for big games. They're ready to go. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Stony Brook was winning at the end of the first quarter. I mean, like, I think that's a little much. But, you know, I just think Oregon wins this game, like, 45-7. You know, like, 35. Like, they just they coast through it and get ready for Arizona. The next. I'm excited as an Oregon fan just to see some of the young guys who haven't played very much get an opportunity to play this week. Um, and yeah, I, 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 it's at seven thirty Eastern. I live in the East coast. It's on Pac-12 network. You know, I'll watch a, a quarter, a half, maybe, um, and get ready for, for Arizona in two weeks. And I'm sure it's nice too, for those Oregon ducks, not only for the young guys to get the playing time, but for the starters to get a little bit of extra rest, especially with the injuries that your team did have. Um, Wanted to just real quickly, one more for you, whether it's college football, whether it's NFL, any of the games coming up this weekend that really caught your eye? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned the Chiefs already. That, that's, a, that's a public play, which I don't terribly like. Um, I, I am, and this again, I'm going back to this is a terrible value because the line opened up to get like Rams favored by one. But the Rams, I think, are favored by four now, the four now in, uh, in, in Indianapolis. And I've been on a fade Colts thing all year. Like I don't really 
the enthusiasm for Carson Wentz, I just don't get. Like, despite all the evidence that he's not a good quarterback, all of a sudden he's like going to be good at Indianapolis because Frank Reich is there. I mean, maybe Doug Peterson was the reason why he was good that one year, right? Like, not Frank Reich. And I didn't see anything week one that made me think, oh, my God, Carson Wentz is back, guys. He's back. Except the Rams, the Rams look great, right? As we kind of thought, okay, with Matt Stafford in this offense, Maybe things will be different, and they were. Some, some deep passes, some more rhythm on the offense. Defensively, they dropped a little bit back, which I think people assume. But to me, I don't, I don't get the Colts' love. I know plus four at home. Everyone's going to be all over that. The Sharps will probably be all over that. I mean, it is what it is. But I think the Rams go in there and dominate them. Just like I, I bet Seattle on the road um, to, to get it done in Indy, I'm doing the same with the Rams. All right, good deal, Jeff. I appreciate the time so much. Good catching up with you again. I'll, I'll have to yeah. send you that uh, that Pee Wee Pop Warner picture that I Please. put on the screen. <laughs> Please do that. Yes, I would appreciate that. That's Jeff Schwartz, former NFL veteran and big, great. He does great stuff over at Pac-12 today. Um, and check out his podcast as well. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you, and he's he's very, very smart young man. Love that guy. Uh, time now. For Hot Take Tuesday, Jeff was talking to us about how much he loves the Rams, and I love the Rams, too. In fact, I love the whole NFC West. NFC best, Rams, Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals. My hot take is that all four teams in the NFC West are going to make the playoffs this year. All one in week one, and I think they're all going to continue to dominate the division. I remember making my picks for the Pro Football Betting Guide and just going through and picking my wild cards, and I, I didn't pick all four in my before the season started, I remember just thinking, man, all these could really make an argument for it. I mean, as as long as they could win over at least six of the eight interdivisional games, obviously a lot hinges on the divisional games and whether the wildcard teams can win enough to be in the playoff hunt, but the potential is there. The NFC West, toughest division in football, only fitting if all four teams play to their potential. Coming up, we got DraftKings' Johnny Avello coming up to talk NFL Week 2 look ahead. Keep it locked here on My Guys in the Desert. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here at Circa Resort and Casino, my guys in the desert. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Time for the weirdest bet I saw today. Actually, we're going to do that after one quick little thing. Don't make, just don't forget, if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are up and running with five new episodes every week. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. I got a little too overzealous, okay? I was really excited about this bet. Um, weirdest bet I saw today on DraftKings this year. If you're in certain states, I want to say it's Pennsylvania and New Jersey. You can bet on the fastest player, fastest ball carrier, and the fastest sack. So it's based around next-gen stats, and they keep track of it. If you go to the next-gen website, you can look at who's right now. Um, Melvin Gordon, Sammy Watkins, and Devin Duvernay have been the fastest in the preseason. Tyreek Hill was the favorite, along with Raheem Mostert, who we told you early is going to be out for the season, season-ending knee surgery. Um, so that bet, if you did have it, was dead. But what a cool wager. I think this is just the most unique thing in the world. You can do the same thing for the fastest sack recorded. Favorites this year for the fastest sack, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Miles Garrett, uh, TJ Watt down there at 12-1. to To the surprise of no one, though, the leader in the clubhouse this season, Chandler Jones. He had five sacks in his first game of the season, so he's bound to have one of them up there. But, yeah, he's, he had the number one. And I think number six, fastest speeds, fastest sacks. So um, this is just so interesting to me because it's not something you can do a whole lot of research on, but really fun to monitor every week. You're just screaming at a television screen, slow down if he's not your guy <laughs> or vice, or the other way around too. Like if your guy does get a sack, you're just freaking out. Like I, I hope, was that fast enough? Got to check the website. Uh, for more on this and, and much more, we welcome in DraftKings Sportsbook Director Johnny Avello. I can't get enough of this bet. How did you guys come up with it, and what's the action on it? Hi, Stormy. Um, well, the, I can't tell you that the action is, uh, you know, rocking the world, but 
uh, it's new. The yeah. customers are observing it just like you are. And uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, a, an increase in action as uh, if over to the preseason now to the regular season, we think it's going to be really popular. Um, and then we're looking at just to give you an idea of how we think at DraftKings, uh, we're thinking about maybe doing something like this in game. Uh, and so not right now. We're not quite ready to do it. But it, you know, it's something that we're uh, looking at down the, in the future, down the road. It's so awesome. I feel like DraftKings just gets so creative with the different props that you guys put up. Um, I wanted to get your opinion a little bit on Monday Night Football real quickly from last night, because I know here in Vegas, all of the local books are just, I mean, yes, you know, you want the local team to do well, but they know that so much action comes in on the Las Vegas Raiders, whether it's money line, whether it's with the spread, whatever it is. But DraftKings being a national platform, do you guys, like, what's your handle typically on a Raiders game or specifically the Monday night game? Well, first of all, let me tell you about the game a little. I went to it last night. Oh, wow. And, and I've never seen anything like it. Uh, it was, it was absolutely absolutely bizarre from the time you walk in and every all the surroundings are going out in the parking lot and uh the guys walking around with you know antique uh kind of uniform metal uniforms on and disguises i've never seen before uh but to be honest with you i don't think out of the sixty-one thousand people i saw more than seven raven shirts the whole night so and i know some of that was translated into uh raiders bets now we're not a stranger just because we're not we don't have a presence in Las Vegas yet. That doesn't mean that we're strangers to taking Raiders money line bets because we took plenty of them last night. Yeah. So regardless of your whether you're in the state as a bookmaker or you're not, uh, people are aware of what they want to bet and looking for value. I'm sure. And I know in the NFL, home field advantage isn't the same as it is in college or anything, but the first game there at Allegiant Stadium with the fans packed for the first time, um, I could see just, oh, I could see a lot of people wanting to put money on that. Really good stuff. Um, and I don't know if you saw this. Lil John was out there giving shots to people. It was just, it was, it was an insane event from what I can't imagine being there firsthand like you. Looking toward uh, week two here, which week two games getting the most money so far? Uh, I think the game that's taken the most money so far has been the Patriots-Jets. Uh, that game's got a pretty good move on it, up from three and a half up to five and a half. You know, the Jets didn't show a lot offensively. Defensively, they played okay. I thought the Patriots actually, uh, you know, their, their rookie looked pretty good. Um, actually good enough and poised to win a football game. He can't help it if his running back fumbles the ball. So I think that's in the mind of, uh, you know, what have you seen lately? And I think that's the reason for that push on the Patriots so far. It seems like there's been a couple little tweaks and line moves uh, up and down the board. Even just we saw Kansas City, three, three and a half. Um, what, what other lines have changed the most so far over the last couple of days since Sunday and Monday have wrapped up? Uh, Arizona's seen a little bit of play. They had a tremendous game offensively. Uh, Vikings didn't play bad, but lost in overtimes. But I think maybe the the power rating on the Cardinals was maybe they were a little underrated. So that's back up a little now. And uh, you know, for the handicappers, when they adjust their power ratings, if they see a, a line that might be a little short, uh, they you know they'll bet it and push it. But that line got pushed from two and a half to four and a half. Now some of that two and a half was um, you know put up early. And there were some adjustments made, but still uh, the betters like that home field Cardinals this week. You know, I talked a little bit to, to Vinny Maiulo and Jimmy Vaccaro yesterday about how tough it must be on your guys' end, the bookmakers' end, not to overreact because we as fans see something game one and immediately look to the books to hope you guys are feeling the same way we are so that we can jump on a number. But how important is it from your guys' perspective just not to overemphasize anything too much based on one week of football? Like the Packers, we saw that game. That number is stuck at, what is it, 10 and a half, I believe. It has not moved. Yeah, it has not. And you're right. We don't we don't overreact. Uh, there are times in, when the totals uh, you know, are all going over, and so we'll, we'll be taking a beating on those games and we'll make some adjustments. 
But then people will say, how come you guys just don't move the totals up? Because, and I say, because that's not where they're supposed to be positioned. That's not what our, our uh, you know, our algorithms and our numbers tell us. So we just stay true to form and eventually and hopefully everything will adjust. That's an interesting thought, though, to think like the numbers that you guys have in your systems algorithmically don't always go with trends because I know as a better, a lot of times you look at, okay, this ATS, this team, XYZ, um, that you guys don't shift your numbers based on that. You've got your whole system that don't revolve around the things that we're necessarily looking at. They never have anything to do with trends. Uh, the trend is a human reaction. So, uh, you know, on a baseball game, for instance, if we think the line should be, the, the line should be 120 based on, you know, what our data tells us. Team's got a seven-game winning streak. We may use one and a quarter uh, because of that streak going on. So, uh, yeah, the the the, uh, the formulas don't take that into consideration. Have you guys seen any shifts in any of the divisions based on week one, or is everything pretty status quo over at DraftKings? Well, I guess you know, look at the some of the upsets. We we had to make a few adjustments, uh, but nothing too drastic early. Uh, you know, I have a little bit maybe more respect for the Broncos now. And like I said, the Cardinals, boy, that division, that West division, NFC looks awful tough, doesn't it? Uh, so that's going to be a tough one to call there, I guess, uh, for quite a few weeks until we get to week 16 or 17, maybe. Um, you know, a few adjustments. The, the Cowboys looked okay, so we made a, a little bit of adjustment. The East, on the other side, the NFC East looks as difficult as the West does, but on you know going going in an opposite direction. So yeah, there, there there's a few tweaks there, but like you said, nothing knee jerk at this point. Okay, you have to tell me. I made a hot take a little bit earlier about who uh, about what I thought could happen in the playoffs, and my hot take was that I thought the NFC West would get all four teams in the playoffs. Do you think that's possible? I mean, just looking at at your numbers there and talking about how dominant of a division that is, I think that it's the only one that's really truly possible. Boy, you're asking a lot. I know. That would, <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say three stretching it, Stormy. Uh, four. Come on, that's why it's a hot take. I like it though. <laughs> if you want, you want us? To, maybe we'll put up a prop. We'll all four from the West make it. I like it, Stormy. Ooh. Thank you. You'll be on the payroll next week. I'm an idea man. What can I say? <laughs> okay, one more real quick. We got about 30 seconds left. Um, any just in terms of the MVP odds? I know Aaron Rodgers dropped a little bit, but not a not a ton. Um, who stands out? Uh, how about a guy named uh, Mahomes? All right. Uh, yeah, I, I think a guy like that will stand out for most of the season, <laughs> whether he gets there or not. There's always going to be a surprise, yeah. Stormy, just like last year. No question. Thanks, Johnny. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. We'll be back in a sec. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sportsbooks, access injury reports, in-game action, and much more when you go to OddsTrader.com as we welcome you back into Circa Resort and Casino. I'm Stormy Tony here on My Guys in the Desert, and I don't know if you've noticed over the last day, but we like to have a little bit of fun, do things that are a little weird, do things that are a little different on this show. So today, my power rankings are the best 0-1 team in the NFL. We're ranking them back and forth, 5-1. to one. My number five team is the Green Bay Packers. I know I told you yesterday it's not that bad. Don't overreact, and it's not, but it's still fair to react. That's why they're not number one. Um, Rodgers obviously had his worst ever loss. He had the worst QBR and worst completion percentage of any quarterback week one. Well, second worst, Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't make it to the second half. His was worse. Um, but look, they're still the favorite to win the North in the, in the NFC North. Fourth best odds to win the NFC. Sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl. I like the Green Bay Packers, even though they had a very annoying week one. That's why Monday Night Football, minus 10 and a half versus the Lions. We'll see what happens. Number four, the Baltimore Ravens. We're, we're talking plenty Monday Night Football today, but Lamar Jackson, I think that he's got a lot more. There's, they're doing a little bit of a transition with that offense. They're trying to get him to be more of a passer. He's got to go through his progressions more, more, and that has growing pains. But I like the Ravens a lot this year. That was their first time losing a game after leading by 14 points in 81 games. It's not the norm. And this is a team that's going to get better. So, division odds, plus 180, still the favorite. I like it. I'm all in on the Ravens. They're, I know they're winless, but it's okay. My next winless favorite, the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like Thursday Night Football was so long ago that everybody's already forgotten how good Dak Prescott looked in his first game back. 403 yards, three touchdowns, only one pick. And as a team... They were really impressive against the Bucs, and I think that they could have, I mean, easily could have won that game. If the defense can figure it out just a little this season and they start involving Zeke in the run game, that would be nice. The Cowboys are really dangerous. Division odds, plus 135 favorite, 18 to 1 in the NFC, 35 to 1 for the Super Bowl, but we all know Jerry Jones wishes and believes their odds are much better. But I like the Cowboys a lot this year. Number two on my list, the Buffalo Bills. Bill's Super Bowl hopes obviously got an early reality check against the Steelers and Big Ben's corpse, but it is okay. I like Josh Allen. I know that Josh Allen's not going to be surprising anybody this year like he maybe did last year, but he's a force to be reckoned with, with the long ball, with the mobility. The Bills aren't going anywhere. They just had a rough week. Top team, though, without a win, no question, the Cleveland Browns this week coming up, minus 12 and a half versus the Texans. But for three quarters in week one, the Browns were the better team against the Chiefs. Felt like it was a carryover from last year's playoff game, and they felt they should have won then. They felt they should have won yesterday. And if these two, when these teams play again, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. I, I I don't know. A loss is a loss, but the Browns showed they have what it takes to hang with the AFC favorites. The gap between contender and champion, though. Hard to close sometimes. Uh, division odds plus 125. AFC odds plus 700. Time now to welcome in our guy, Adam Hill, of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Raiders beat reporter. You can also hear him on ESPN Radio Las Vegas. I've bugged this guy plenty over the last two years. Uh, welcome in, Adam. Good to hear from you. 
You too. It feels weird. First of all, congratulations on the show. And uh, yeah, me coming on your show, a little different than usual. I like this. I know. Who am I right now? Well, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. And again, that was very nice of you to say. I'm excited to be here on VEASAN full time now. Um, we're, you were obviously out there at Allegiant yesterday. Raiders, Ravens, a crazy atmosphere. Johnny Avello told us it was wild. What was your perspective? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I was there all day. I would have liked to see more of what was going on outside uh, when I got there uh, a little bit like before noon. wasn't too crazy <laughs> yet. There was, there, was, uh, there was some stuff going on, and I, I tried to take a little bit of a lap around 3.30 uh, just to get a, a sense of what it was. And it was Raiders fans partying and listening to music and grilling up the food. And I mean, it was a great time. And then once you got inside, uh, very loud. Uh, I, I thought, um, you know, in the preseason game, you could tell it was kind of be a loud building. Uh, and last night with the full crowd there, it was crazy. I think the one thing that really stood out is how long we've heard that hey this is going to be a road team building this is going to be 50% Raiders fans 50% road team and uh, that's how it's going to be here that was not the case it was a lot of Raiders fans and I don't know if that's just because it was the first game and they didn't sell their tickets yet and they wanted to be a part of it but there was a ton of Raiders fans in that building and it was very loud for them and obviously uh, the game was conducive to uh, to being pretty wild and crazy it was one of the more wacky games I've ever been at so yeah it was, it was a fun time and I think that building is going to be kind of crazy all year yeah no question it was funny I was watching part of the Peyton and Eli Manning broadcast last night for the game and Peyton was getting all upset about how loud it was when Derek Carr was trying to call plays out there he couldn't hear he's like hey calm it down you got to be loud on defense okay that's when you got to be loud it's funny. I think Derek Carr kind of anticipated that actually, because it is a new market to the NFL, and, and you know they understand the game. But it's it's tough to have that kind of like switch in your mind of oh yeah, we're not supposed to cheer when they're on offense. So when we met with Derek uh, earlier this week on Thursday, uh, he said, "Hey, I just want to remind people. I know it's going to be loud in there. I know it's going to be crazy, and be loud on defense, but don't be loud when we're on offense. Like please don't. And I know you guys are new to NFL, but you know that's how it's going to go. And, and you could tell last night he had to calm down the crowd on a couple of occasions um, after the game." He said, listen, I, I get it. I understand it. He's like, hopefully they'll, you know, they'll come around a little bit and know that they have to be quiet when we have the ball. But, um, yeah, I think it caused some communication issues. And we saw at the end of the game, they couldn't find their kicker. I, I know a lot of people look at that and said, they were kicking on second down. Why are you kicking on second down? Well, Daniel Carlson felt the same way. He was over practicing. They're trying to yell for him. It's too loud in there to find him. It was total chaos. So they have to learn those things. They have to get those uh, wrinkled out a little bit with the, uh, with the fans. But I think overall, everybody had a very positive positive review of what it was like to play there for the Raiders. So I know it's only week one. And like you said, very small sample size of getting to know this team, but you, you've covered them all off season. You covered them yeah. for the last few years. You know, this team inside and out based on what you've seen in week one, what's your best assessment of the outlook for this team throughout the season? I mean, I, I, listen, I think winning the game, it, usually I don't, you know, results are what they are. And the standings matter and, and the results matter in the end. But really it's about how you play. And sometimes you lose a game. You met, you just mentioned teams that are 0-1, but you're not really worried about them. Um, I, I think the reason it was really important to get a win, more so than the standings, was this is a team that lost that game every single time the last three years. Every single time there was a chance to make a play to win a game that goes one way or the other, it would go wrong against the Raiders and they would lose. And mostly that was the defense giving up drives late and not finding a way to make a stop. Well, guess what? Last night, the defense found a way to make stops. They forced two fumbles in the one in the fourth quarter, one in overtime. They set the offense up to win. Uh, the defense showed a lot of improvement, a lot of character uh, on that side of the ball. So I think that was the, the big thing to take away is to say, this is a different team. It's a lot of new players, uh, certainly a new defensive coordinator, and that helps, but it's a team that found a way to win instead of finding a way to lose. And I think that's a really good sign for the season. Now, that being said, they've got some really tough games and they got to go on the road to Pittsburgh this week in a tough spot in a short week and we also just heard some some pretty bad injury reports so we're i'm at the facility right now and just talked to john gruden and not looking good for a couple of players including denzel good their offensive lineman who looks like he's out for the year so they have to deal with that but uh definitely a good start to the year for them well can you give us a little bit of that preview against the steelers coming up obviously the raiders getting four on the road they won as an underdog straight up at home what are your thoughts yeah, I really want to see what the defensive line does. The defensive line was really good yesterday. They got a 54.5% pressure rate on Lamar Jackson without blitzing. They only blitzed one time, uh, and they, they pressured him more than half of his dropbacks. So they were great. But I want to see what they look like. You know, Pittsburgh's offensive line has been much maligned. Uh, I'll say this. Watching the tape, yes, the Raiders' defensive line was good. They were improved. They were, they were very solid. 
but I'd be much more concerned about the Ravens' offensive line than I am about the, the than I am positive about the the Raiders' defensive line. The Ra- the Ravens' offensive line was a complete and total disaster, starting with Alejandro Villanueva yesterday. He was terrible, and I think that that's a worry for the Ravens. So let's see how the Raiders do uh, against another challenge. If they can get to the quarterback this week, maybe they are for real. But uh, I'm I'm definitely concerned about that Ravens' offensive line. So let's put the Raiders to the test. See how they do. See how they get to the quarterback. I think it's a really tough spot. Short week. Uh, you know, Yannick Ngakwe looks like he's injured and may not play. That was a big factor in the game yesterday. Uh, he was very solid. So I uh, have some concerns about the Raiders this week. I'm leaning Steelers early here in the week, but uh, usually I don't really set in on my on my final opinion until Friday. But right now I'd be looking at Steelers. Okay, that's fair. Real quick, last one. Is Derek Carr top five quarterback? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He's, he's like he's like between eight and fourteen. Like he always has been, which is right. good. It's good, but he's not in the top five. That's 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 just silly. And I saw somebody else in today's top three. I was like, okay, start naming quarterbacks. You're going to get to five very quickly. Now that being said, I'm looking around because I'm at the facility right now. I want to make sure. Uh, yeah, not be listening. careful. <laughs> yeah, no, but but he's very, very, very good. He's just not top five, which there's no shame in that. But let's not get carried away. He's a very, very good player. Great stuff, Adam. Appreciate the time. Of course, anytime. Talk to you later. That's Adam Hill, Las Vegas Review-Journal, Raiders reporter. You can also hear him again on ESPN Radio Las Vegas. Real quick, taken by storm. My bets yesterday actually did pretty good. I gave you guys Raiders plus four as well as over on Lamar Jackson pass yards. I ended up doing a couple more. Jackson over on his rushing yard, 71 and a half, and a car interception, which only cashed because things got crazy. Today, I like the over and Cowboys and Chargers. 55 across the board now, but I got it at 52. That's all for my guys in the desert. Thanks so much. Can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Do it all again. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote what do the most successful growing businesses have in common they're working together in slack slack is where work happens with all your people data and information in one ai powered place grow your business in slack visit slack.com to get started